ball with his son, and it'll teach him how to hit. It'll teach him how to bat. It'll teach him to play baseball, or it'll teach him how to play basketball, or teach him, uh, or a mom may teach uh, their daughter, uh, you know, how to do whatever, take care of a cook or whatever it may be. And, um, and yet, uh, when it comes to instruction in regard to God's word, it's kind of like, yeah, well, I'm going to let them choose on their own. And I've heard parents even make those kind of statements. Well, I don't want to force my religion on my kids. I want them to choose on their own. And uh, the truth is, if they choose on their own, uh, well, the choice is probably going to be to follow the way of sin and unrighteousness. And a parent's job is to teach them right and truth and teach them absolutes. And I can't emphasize enough how important that is in a a day in which a great number of churches now are teaching you follow your heart rather than you follow the Bible. And uh, there was a day where most churches, although they had doctrinal differences that caused the different denominations and divide amongst groups, but at least most of them argued their points from the Word of God. That's just unimportant anymore. And so uh, we are challenged. This great needed work, the call is uh, for parents to urge their children to live for God and to follow God's way. And that's found right at the beginning. Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. And it wasn't a dad saying, I want you to follow in my steps. He was saying, I want you to follow in God's steps. And that is the call. And uh, the call is to, uh, for a parent to teach the commandments and for children to listen to that good doctrine. I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. And then the challenge, again, in verses 4 and 5 was for a dad to teach it so a child can learn it, so a child might do it, so a child might teach it to his children. And therefore, the word of God is perpetuated throughout uh, various generations. Now we get to verse 5, and surprise, surprise, in the book of Proverbs, we talk about wisdom. So here we come again, and God tells us in verses 5 to 7, well, a needed wisdom, all right? So a needed wisdom. We had uh, a needed work, and now starting in verse 5 and through verse 13, we have a needed wisdom. And... um, And God tells us this, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Those first couple verses give us the first point under Roman numeral 2, and we'll share that in just a moment, but let's pray. Father, help us to... Get wisdom, and um, I ask you to to just help us to emphasize what we ought from these verses and to learn what we need, and may we be a people, every person in this room, may they make it their pursuit in life to get wisdom, and then may we see the great blessing that comes from that pursuit in life, in Jesus' name, amen. What's your pursuit? What are you running after? If you were to ask people that question, you'd get a lot of different answers. Uh, If you were to ask uh, people out in the world, out around 
our, our area. Someone might say their pursuit is some guy that's, uh, that maybe is in his 20s. I want to find a wife. I want to have a family. Uh, maybe that isn't a pursuit. Maybe uh, it would be this. I want to have a successful career, and I want to make a billion dollars. Well, a million isn't enough, right? So a million is nothing almost. Um, and so I want to, and if you were to ask, what is your pursuit? What are you seeking after? What are you trying to get in life? Um, by the way, some people, their pursuit is their family. There's nothing more important to them than the relationship they have with their mate or with their kids. Some people are living, some people are living to just make it through COVID-19. Their pursuit is I'm trying to live without getting it. Seriously. Uh, and and you know, they they build a, a wall around themselves like Fort Knox because, hey, I don't want to get this and no one's going to come near me. Some people want to make it with a big payday. Some people are wishing for, well, good health or so they can live life to the fullest. But there's only one pursuit that's worth having, and it's described in verses 5, 6, and 7. Wisdom gotten is the point. Wisdom gotten. Or wisdom, yeah, wisdom gotten. That's what you need to do. You need to got it. You need to get it. You need to pursue after wisdom. How much time have you given to find wisdom and practice it? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I don't think we often look at wisdom as a pursuit. We look at wisdom as something someone has. Someone just amazingly has this wisdom, but wisdom is something that God tells us is to be pursued. Get wisdom. I mean, how many times do you see that word get in verse 5 and then as well in verse 7? And in verse 6, it doesn't leave that subject. He says, forsake her not. She shall preserve thee. Love her. So this pursuit of wisdom is talked about in these three verses. Wisdom needs to be gotten in life. It needs to be uh, pursued with all your energy. But again, whose wisdom is this we're talking about? And if you want to argue wisdom personified as Jesus Christ, okay? Uh, so then what is this wisdom we're trying to get? Certainly not the world's wisdom. God's wisdom is foolishness to the world, but that's the wisdom he's talking about here, making it your pursuit in life. The things that you live, the thing that you live for, the thing that drives you, the thing that is most important to you should be, in reality, wisdom. And in getting God's wisdom, you're going to pursue, seek the Lord, seek Jesus Christ. In getting God's wisdom, you're going to seek answers uh, for your life from the Bible. Uh, I, I am, you hear it all the time from me. I know, and you're tired of hearing it, but we need to be people who live by the Bible and not just talk about it and not just say, well, bless God, we believe the Bible here. Because some preachers do that, and then they don't even preach the Word. Some preach their opinions. Some, some uh, 
just have some good illustration and they go to the Bible, they find a verse that kind of gets the general idea of their point they want to get across and then they preach a 45-minute message not even using the text that they've read from. But in these verses, God says a Christian needs God's wisdom for all of life. And he's going to tell you the reasons why starting in verse 8. And actually, he tells us even in verse 6 a little bit and hits on it a little bit in these verses. But he emphasizes in this first, this first part of wisdom is that wisdom needs to be gotten in life. It needs to be your first pursuit. It is, notice what it says. I love verse 7 because he said wisdom is what? It's the principal thing, okay? It's the first pursuit. It is the main thing. It is the thing that we need in life because without God's wisdom, uh, our, our lives are going to be a mess. First of all, God's wisdom starts with eternal life. It starts with a relationship with God based upon the work that Jesus Christ finished. It, it starts there. And then it moves through all of life because God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's God's wisdom. And we need to make that our pursuit, wisdom gotten. And then wisdom gives. Wisdom gives. What does wisdom give? Well, exalt her. Make that your pursuit. Lift her up. Make her important in your life. And what is she going to do in verse 8? It's going to promote you. It's going to bring you to honor. Now, please understand this when you embrace her. Again, make it your pursuit. Do you see how many times this idea of this is important, people? (laughs) Okay? Don't miss it. Uh, Embrace it. Love it. Make it your focus. And when you do, it will give, uh, in verse 8, honor. uh, Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Now, uh, please understand that this is not going to be honor from the world. (laughs) In fact, when God's wisdom is your pursuit, there's a good chance you are not going to get honor from the world. In fact, those that live godly in Christ Jesus, Paul told Timothy, will what? Suffer persecution. So um, we have had it really easy in America for a number of years, quite honestly, because a lot of people were pursuing wisdom years ago. And as our world has moved further from that, as the United States has moved further from that, uh, the more then uh, likely it is and the more we're facing persecution rather than praise. But the truth is, when it's your pursuit, it will give you honor from God. In fact, didn't we even see that in 1 Corinthians 3? We could find that woven throughout the New Testament, throughout the entire Bible. When wisdom is your pursuit, it brings honor from God. In fact, there is honor from God. There are crowns talked about that we were challenged about in Sunday school. The men were uh, recently. There are things that come from God as a result of someone who says, I'm going to make God and his word and his wisdom my principal pursuit. And God says, that is the man I will 
honor. And so honor comes. Uh, notice in verse 9, another thing. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver thee. So honor and glory. Make, God will make you shine. And again, uh, probably not before the world, although you will stand out when you're pursuing God's wisdom in a dark world. Let your light. You know, there are so many, what's interesting, or there are so many parallels in the New Testament to the truths that are shared here in these verses. When you live for God, your light will shine before men. And they'll see your good works. And by the way, that leads to the glory of the Father, which is in heaven, which leads then the Father to lift up and magnify and glorify those who pursue him. It's an amazing thing how it all works together. But God gives that, and he says, uh, he'll give a crown of glory, or a crown of glory will it deliver to you. Not only that, but look in verse 9. So honor, glory, and then she gives what? There's something else I, I kind of skipped over, and I shouldn't have. The beginning of verse 9. Grace. Grace. The supernatural enabling of God is waiting on you pursuing wisdom. We talk about needing grace. We talk about God's grace being sufficient. But it doesn't come because we're wishing for it. It comes, at least the indication is here, that uh, she shall give to the head an ornament of, of grace. Surround your life with, with grace from God. And when you forsake God's wisdom, the truth is you'll dry up spiritually. But grace is just poured out from God, empowering for daily living. And I follow that and pursue wisdom. Think, look, if you would, in verse uh, Verse 10, hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many, a full life, um, God says. In verse 11, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths, a full life. Right paths are in the way of wisdom. Solomon had taught these things. His son needed to apply them. Did he? <laughs> hey, uh, no, he didn't. First test came as he's uh, made the king of Israel. Right? Okay, first test. Lighten up, man. <laughs> Your dad had this heavy weight upon us. Lighten up. Come on, make things easier. And so the test is put before him. And Rehoboam has the opportunity now to... Pursue wisdom, to grab it by the horns, if you will. His dad taught him all along. His dad didn't live it, but his dad taught him. And he had the opportunity. Here's my chance. So he goes to the men that stood before his father and heard his father's wisdom for years and years, said, what do you think I should do? And they said, lighten up. And he goes then to the young men, and the young men say, make it harder. And 
followed worldly wisdom. And worldly wisdom is control, power, authority. Make them do what you want them to do. Tell them you're the boss. And um, the lesson Jesus Christ taught was servant. The wisdom of God. And so he made the wrong choice, didn't he? And what happened? Went down the wrong path. Almost started a war. Until God told him, you blew it, buddy. Stop thinking about war. This is what I have done. And um, and that is the way it was. But he didn't follow the right way. Notice if you would. When thou goest thy steps, verse 12, I'm sorry. When thou goest thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest thou shalt not stumble. Well, what does that mean? Well, we could put it this way. Direction and safety come from taking hold of wisdom and refusing to let it go. Verse 13, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Um, you know, seriously, people are looking for the wrong treasure today. Or they're looking for treasure, and they're trying to find it in all sorts of places. And the treasure, the treasure is here. The treasure is knowing and pleasing God. And in knowing and pleasing God, we find exactly what God made us for, satisfaction in life, fullness of life, closeness to God. And all the things, all the other benefits, grace. So what are you pursuing? My way or God's way? Is that not how we titled this, this portion of Scripture? And chapter 4 does that. Talk, is it going to be my way or is it going to be God's way? First four verses talk about our work. Is it going to be my way or God's way? Verses 5 through 13 talk about wisdom. Is it going to be my way or is it going to be God's way? What are you going to pursue? What you pursue determines what comes your way. That's the lesson in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 through 13. May we seek God's wisdom. And we're going to have opportunity to consider my way or God's way as we start looking at verse 14 and continue on in this wonderful chapter as God will give us another thing that starts with W that I won't tell you what it is tonight. So you've got to be back next week for the continuing saga. All right, here we go. At least, we, at least I can tell some of you are awake. That's a good thing. Let's pray together.